Good morning. How are you ladies today? Um, I'm so glad that you're here today, and I'm so excited um, about our guest speaker and the praise team, and I'm just really excited about what God's going to do here today. Um, so welcome, welcome. Um, if you're if you're visiting with us, welcome. If you're a regular, welcome. We're just so glad that um, you're here today. Um, so this event is brought to you by SALT, and that's short for Sisters Abiding in Love and Truth. And um, we're a ladies group that meets here at Zion monthly. And um, this month actually marks our one-year anniversary. So um, we've had a great year and um, just super excited about what God's doing in our group and um, what he's using us to do to spread the gospel. And um, it's just been such a huge blessing to me to lead the group and um, just the perfect mom outlet for me. So um, I'm, I hope that today blesses you. And so, um, so I wanted us, us to get down to business. So stand up if you have all your Christmas presents shopping done no one really someone's usually always an overachiever no one okay well I am so excited that no one has their Christmas shopping finished because there's good news um, I want to show you a little video to get us started Our vision is to plant a church for every 1,000 people in our city, state, and country of India. Cross Point of India has been working in Central India since 2000. We are a ministry that lives in close community with the people we are reaching. In the past 15 years, we have begun several areas of ministry in response to the needs around us. India is the largest unreached nation on earth. Our main area of ministry is church planting. Everything that we do is to build up the church and bring glory to God through the people of India. Each year, we run a Bible college that trains church planters. In the 16 years, we have trained nearly 400 pastors who have planted over 200 churches. Churches are planted in an area where no other evangelism or church exists. A church can consist with as few as five believers while some pastors have baptized over 500 people. Our main church campus serves as a home church for our students and orphans. It is also home to 100 believers from our area. We are actively involved in reaching our community through weekly home groups. A vacation Bible school each summer, youth group, and outreach teams. Our church reaches thousands of people with the gospel each and every year. Crosspoint of India had an orphanage for nearly 15 years. Today, we care for orphans by providing financial support for their care in the homes of relatives. Care includes funds of education, food, marriage, 
and their future security. We personally visit these children to offer them emotional and spiritual support too. We know education is an important way to bring change. In 2015, we started a public school in a village that previously did not have one. This generation of children will be the first to receive an education. The children are learning to read and write, but also clean up the village, offer health and sanitation classes and other public camps for the parents and adults in the village. We have offered free medical camps in our neighborhood and local villages for 15 years. In 2015, we established a permanent medical clinic for those in our community. We see over 100 patients each month and are able to spend time counseling and praying with them as well as offering care. In response to the overwhelming need around us, we began Helping Hands in 2015. This area of our ministry provides blankets to those sleeping on the streets when it's cold, mosquito nets to families at risk of malaria and immediate relief in times of disaster. The local police department has brought us the elderly and children of the streets for immediate care. We also collected clothing and cooking utensils for a slum that was destroyed by a fire. The White Peacock offers women a place to gather each Monday to sing, pray and craft together. It has an outreach that also offers support to the women through the handicraft items they create. Through this ministry, we support over 80 families in our area. We now sell our items online to raise support for the growing ministry. Crosspoint of India is quickly growing and so is our need. We could use your help. Our greatest need is for monthly partners not just to give but to pray, visit and encourage our team on the ground of India. India is a difficult and dark area to work. We are facing persecution like we have never seen before. And yet the door is open, chains are being broken and the fields are white for harvest. Will you join us as we press on to reach India for Christ? Okay, so this is how you can check off some of your Christmas shopping um, and help um, spread the news of the gospel in India. So on Saturday, December the 7th, from 10 to 12 here at, in the Fellowship Hall, um, the White Peacock is coming to us um, every year. Um, Rachel Pawar um, was, was one of the missionaries pictured in one of the pictures with the White Peacock ladies. She travels to the U.S. every year. She's actually from the Burnsville area. She's been living in India for probably 20 years now um, as a missionary. But she travels home every November, December, and she brings all the white peacock merchandise with her to the U.S., and then they travel around and do bazaars. And so at every bazaar, their goal is to make $1,500. 
And um, so what's going to be there? There's going to be um, handcrafted items like jewelry, scarves, kimonos. They even have matching mom-daughter kimonos. Um, Christmas decorations, children's toys, and all the items are made by these women in India who are at risk. And um, every cent of your purchase goes to help keep families together in India and to help spread the gospel. Um, so what can they do with $1,500? Here's what they can do. They can buy a motorcycle for a pastor, train a, st a Bible student for an entire year, or feed a family. Um, and there's just so much more that they can do with that money. Um, so while you're here, um, there's also going to be authentic chai and um, an actual um, Hindi artist. So you could get a Hannah tattoo while you're here. Um, so drop in from 10 to 12 um, on December 7th. And we have a flyer we're going to give you as you exit the sanctuary today to go to the fellowship hall to lunch. Um, so what I want to do here now is I want everybody to get out their phone and launch Facebook. Tap on Facebook. Okay, and I want you to search for the White Peacock Fair Trade Christmas Bazaar. And make sure you find the one that says Zion Baptist because there's several in the area around the same time. So you want to find the one that says Zion Baptist. Okay, and then click that you're going because you know you want to be here. And, uh, and then also, after you click you're going, I want you to click the share button. Okay, because um, one of the, the best ways to advertise for an event is obviously social media. Everybody's doing it. So um, Rachel's is coming all the way from India to the U.S., and I really want to make sure that, um, that I, it would thrill me to death if she sold all of her merchandise and didn't have enough to go to the next event. So um, you can also check out the whitepeacockshop.com and Crosspoint of India, which is um, what the White Peacock is a ministry under the Crosspoint of India. Okay, so um, I kind of got ahead of myself, so I'm going to let Debbie come up and lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to praise you today. I want to thank you for who you are, God, and I just want to thank you for this beautiful group of women, Lord, and I can't wait to hear this speaker. God, I'm just asking in Jesus' name, that you cover Alice right now, and let, that you have her speak with boldness the words that we need to hear. And God, those that are here, I'm just asking that you tender and you soften hearts, Lord. I just feel I'm just tingling all over. This is going to be a day to praise and to bring glory to you. God, I just want to thank you for loving us, for your love covering us and cleansing us, Lord. I just want to praise you for that. I want to thank you for your compassion, Lord, to transform us. That's what the day's about. It's about transforming. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. And God, you know what? It's, we know it's not about what we have on this earth. It's not about the money. It's not about our destination. But it's about becoming more Christ-like. That's what you want for each one of us, becoming more like Jesus on our journey on this earth until the day that you decide construction is complete with each one of us and you take us home. So, God, I just want to praise you and thank you. All the glory is yours today, and thank you for all that you do for us. Amen. 
Okay, so I want to read you um, Romans 12, 2. If you want to follow along, that's where I'll be reading from. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So it's my prayer today um, that God uses something you hear or experience to transform your life, to change your life today. So um, I'm now going to turn it over to the praise band, and they're going to lead us in worship. doing <laughs> okay so we're gonna start with um my feet are on the rock and we're trying to bring some energy into this because god is good so uh just clap along sing along whatever you want to do just praise him freely
Cheers. Yes, that was great. <laughs> Why you ever chose me? It's always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not rights, with all the never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you're looking for. Show up while you're dreaming. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. 
I didn't know if I would believe you. Every day you try to pick up all the pieces, all the memories, they somehow never leave you. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody would believe you. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. There's a kind of love and there's a kind of love. You keep a cover over every single secret. So afraid if someone saw them, they would leave you. Somebody, somebody, somebody sees you. Somebody, somebody will never leave you. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows the real you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. There's a kind of love that there's a kind of love. There's a kind of love that there's a kind of love. For the lonely, for the ashamed, the misunderstood and the ones to blame. What if we could start over? We could start over. We could start over. For the lonely, for the ashamed, the misunderstood and the ones to blame. What if we could start over? We could start over. We could start over. There's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows the real you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. There's a kind of love and there's a kind of love. There's a kind of love and there's a kind of love. God only knows where to find you. God only knows how to break through. God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. I'm going to introduce our guest speaker to you this morning. And um, so a couple months ago, I was like, I think it would be cool to have a women's worship event. And uh, Alice was like, yeah, well, God's laid something on my heart to say, and um, maybe could I, I could be your guest speaker. And so I was like, that's great. So um, God worked that out for us. And um, so Alice, what to say about Alice? We've known each other a while now. Um, we've been coming to Zion for goodness. How long? 
yeah, it's been a while. And so um, our girls are close in age together, and everybody knows Alice. So um, I'm going to give it over to Alice now. Thank you. I had to come down here. I did not want to be up in that pulpit. <laughs> I want to get closer to you guys. Don't get scared. I know it's the big Bible. Uh, transform. I looked that up in the dictionary. Transform, when you look up in Webster's Dictionary, it's defined as to change in composition or structure, to change the outward form or appearance, or to change in character condition. That's what I want to talk to us about today Today in our lesson is changing in condition. Um, most of you know me, as Christy said, um, I can look around here and, yeah, I know everybody. <laughs> and I've had some good close friends that's kind of mentored me through this, and they told me the first thing you need to do is get up in front of friends and family, and I'm like, really? Because they know me really well. But... But they're right. So most of you, uh, let me tell you, for those that don't know a lot about me, I'll give you a really brief testimony, really brief testimony about me. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, a loving Christian home. My mom's here with me today. Um, I went to a Christian school on top of that, so I definitely got the word of God throughout my life. Um, I was taught a Christian lifestyle in my home and at school. And it was funny, though, even though I had that all surrounding me growing up, it wasn't until probably adulthood that I learned to appreciate that. I didn't actually become saved until I was 18 years old. Um, I had professed salvation a few times growing up as a child, but really never understood it. And even after being saved 18 years old, I was by no means flawless. I still had a lot of growing up to do. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. A lot of it was my own because I refused to let God in control. I thought I could do it all by myself. My mama can attest to you I'm a very independent person. And sometimes I want to do it myself. And God's had to teach me a lot of that, that it's not about me anymore. I went through a lot of heartache due to poor choices. And through some of those hardships in my life that could have been avoided had I just put God in my life putting him first. And without spending a lot of details on all these, I battled my past with alcohol, mild depression, a divorce, immorality, sexual abuse, and being a single parent. So my life, just like the rest of us, is not perfect. None of us are. But some great things came from those scars, like a closer relationship with God. I can say today that I can hold my head high. And I'm a child of God. And all that other stuff in my past does not matter anymore. And now today I can say I have a wonderful, loving, godly husband. I have three beautiful girls and a, and a wonderful stepson. So God has truly blessed me. Um, so a little background about how I got here today. So back in May I attended a mom-to-mom -mom conference that a friend of mine invited me to in Asheville. At first, I really thought, nah, it's too far to drive. But she's like, no, come on. You can stay the night with me. We'll make a day of it. I was like, okay. And this was at a church I used to attend when I lived in Asheville a long time ago. I heard some amazing speakers that day at the church. There was three different ladies that spoke, and they were all such a blessing to our lives. 
And the Lord started dealing with me about something during that, during that service that was way out of my comfort zone. At first, I kind of felt like Moses and was like, mm, I don't think so, Lord. I am not ready for that. And he kept, he kept pushing it on my heart and pushing it on my heart. And I kind of put it off. And then I came to church a week after that on a Sunday service. And Pastor Keith, like, I felt like the whole service he was speaking right at me. And he was, and I was like, okay, I surrender. I surrender. This is what you want me to do. I have sung my entire life in front of people and could get up here at five years old and sing in front of people and not blink an eye. But to get up in front of people and talk is like, that's way out of my comfort zone. Um, I can tell looking back on my life, starting in probably college, that God was working on me to get used to being in front of people speaking. And I'm a little more comfortable with it now, especially being a teacher and having to get up in front of people. But if you'd have asked me in college and high school, I'd have been like, mm-mm, no, mute. I do not speak in front of people. It's not happening. But with the Lord's help here today, if you would just pray over me, I've had... I want to thank everyone that has messaged me and called me this week especially and has encouraged me. And I have just been bathed in prayer all week and I have felt it. Because the devil has been on my back this week and I told him it wasn't happening. So I want to thank each and every one of you that has encouraged me because you have helped me so much, so, so much in being up here today. So if you'll just listen to what the Lord has laid upon my heart today and just pray for me, that's all I ask. So my title to go along with um, Transform today is called Burning Your Ships. It's a really weird title, I know, for a bunch of ladies. But I have questioned the Lord many times about this study through, through my study. Think like, really, for a group of ladies, really? I mean, we're not sailors, you know, we're not men with the exception of a couple that are here. Yeah, you're a man too. You're right, Logan. I know. <laughs> so, so I just kept on studying. It's like, okay, Lord. So I, I followed through. And so the Lord has helped me through this lesson. And I hope with, with you guys, it'll help with you today too. He's taught me and reminded me so many things I need to work on myself. So... If you have your Bible, if not, you can pull it up on your phone. I want to turn to Hebrews 11, chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews. And we're going to start at verse 13. Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 13. Um, I have a, this gigantic Bible. I don't always carry it to church with me because I'm pretty sure it weighs like five pounds. But I love this Bible to study with. It has four different versions of the Bible in this one book. It has the King James Amplified, New American Standard, and New International. So I really like to use it to study with because it gives me some different, different wording that's a little more easier to understand for us. So starting at verse 13, I want to read through this to verse 16. And I'm doing the um, amplified version for mine. These people all died controlled and sustained by their faith, but not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises, only having it 
and greeted it from a great distance by faith, and all while acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth. Now those people who talk as they did show plainly that they are in search of the fatherland, their own country. If they had been thinking with homesick remembrance of that country from which they were immigrants, they would have found constant opportunity to, to return to it. But the truth is that they were yearning for and aspiring to better and more desirable country that is heavenly. For the reason God is not ashamed to be called their God, even to be surnamed their God, and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for he has prepared a city for them. So in the beginning of this chapter in Hebrews, the author of Hebrews is reminding the Christians of Hebrew that the past prophets and followers that he talks about in this chapter all had to be followers of the faith and they, and they had and needed in their walk on earth. They referred to such people at the beginning of this chapter as people we've learned about growing up or in church like Cain and Abel, Enoch, Abraham, Moses, Noah, and a bunch of others that we all are familiar with, the typical stories we hear from the Old Testament. And so in this chapter in 11, he's talking about how he wants you to have faith. They had to have faith moving forward as he wanted this church to have faith. I want to go back and look at verse 13. And it says in the NIV version, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. So I'm kind of like Pastor Keith, for those of us that listen to him preach how he likes about history. I'm kind of a history nerd too. I like history. If I wasn't a music teacher, I think history might have been my second choice. So I love watching the History Channel, and my girls sometimes will sit down and watch it with me. I can kind of get them drawn in depending on what I'm watching. So I'm going to give you a quick history lesson that goes along with my lesson for today. If you remember anything from grammar school, like some of us can remember back that far, but if you remember the name Cortez, okay, from history, Cortez was a Spanish conquistador who basically led an expedition that was eventually the downfall of the Aztec Empire. So legend has it, it's not documented true or not, but the legend has it with Cortez. He was known for something in his last expedition that some people are most familiar with. He's known as the explorer that burned his ships. So I researched that a little bit about him burning his ships, and I came across this one reference I found online, and I really liked the way it was wrote up. So I want to read this printout that I found explaining about Cortez and the burning of his ships. It says, Burning the ship was born from an idea that originated in 1519, the year Hernan Cortez set sail to Veracruz, Mexico with his crew. Upon arrival, Cortez's men became weary and scared with hopes of turning back home to their old life. As legend has it, Cortez had the men burn their ships, leaving no option but to press on. Their ability to retreat to their previous way of life was gone. Their safety net had been removed. The burning of those ships represented much more than separation from old ways. 
The same fire that set, set, set ships ablaze also allowed Cortez's men to complete their mission and be a part of something greater than themselves. Has there been a time in your life where you were weary, tired, scared, worn out? And you think to yourself that it would just be easier to go back to old ways, old habits, old ways of thinking, or just quit. Well, that's not God's way of thinking, my friend. You know, in that story, those men would have missed out on a lot if they had not followed their captain's orders and burned those ships. That is what you and I could miss out on if we don't follow our captain, our Heavenly Father. We need that transforming thinking just like they had to learn when they came to this new country. He had so much planned for our lives. What could we possibly miss out on? if we don't let him have control and have that desire to transform. So I want to take a few minutes today and go through some steps on how we as Christians need to burn our ships and move forward to transform ourselves. So number one, identify. So I want to go to Psalms 139. I'm going to be turning a lot here, so if you don't want to turn to all of them, I will read them for you. But I want to go over to Psalms 139, chapter 139, verse 23. I want to read verse 23 and 24. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. We first in our lives need to pray and ask God, what is it I'm anxious about? What is it? What's holding you back from serving him? For me, it was speaking in front of people. Or for me, too, what Pastor Keith's been preaching on is our one witnessing to those that don't know Christ. What is it, ladies? What is the struggle? Is it your marriage, your finances, your children, your job? Whatever that struggle is, and no matter how big or small it is, you know, a lot of times we think, well, God's not worried about the little things. Yes, he is. Don't you think just like it's that father-child relationship just like we as mothers and parents, you know, our kids don't just come to us with big problems. It's the little problems they, they worry about too. And don't we want to worry with them even with the little things? You know, God's the same way. He wants to know all your cares and needs. You know, for a, pro for a person that's an addict, that's one of the first steps they have to do in addiction is identify and recognize the problem before they can heal. And, you know, it's the same way with, with us as Christians. We need to identify whatever the problem is and ask God to help us. So wherever we are or whatever it is that we need to change, we need to identify. And God already knows. Just like in that song, God, God only knows and he already knows what needs to be identified and changed. And, that's, and, and all he is is he's asking and waiting and just sitting there waiting and saying, just come to me, bring it to me. Just lay it down. Number two, let go. Boy, we as women have a problem with that, don't we? 
I know I do. That's one of my big problems. So I'm going to go to 1 Timothy 6, 7. 1 Timothy 6, 7. And it tells us, For we brought nothing into this world, and obviously we cannot take anything out of it. That's the Amplified Version. And I chose that version because I like the way it's worded. I'm going to read that again. We... For we brought nothing into this world, and obviously we cannot take anything out of it. God's reminding us in this verse that we leave this world no matter when that may be. There is nothing going but our souls. We're not taking anything. All this earthly stuff, are, we're going to leave it behind. You know, a lot of times we spend too much time trying to gain earthly stuff when we need to be working on our spiritual stuff. And on top of the worldly stuff being left behind, we also get to leave behind the things that drag us down. Sorrow, pain, the emotions this world puts on us. And that is a great thing, right? That we get to leave all that behind when we go to heaven. But the thing I like about this verse in the, in the wording in the Amplified Version, it says, Obviously, we cannot take anything out of this world. It's almost like the, the writer of the Amplified Version is like, you dummy, don't you know you can't take anything with you? It's only your soul going. I mean, I love the way he words that. Obviously, like, duh. So, it's a glorious day when we can let go of all that weighs us down. My mom and some other wise women in this room that I rely on have reminded me several times in my life when I have my little emotional moments that what's upsetting you right now, is it going to matter five years from now? Is it going to matter a year from now? Is it going to matter a week from now? So sometimes I have to stop and step back and take a look and be like, that really isn't that big a deal. Why don't I let it go? Will it matter in eternity? That's the main thing we need to be looking at. You know, whatever it is, does it matter in eternity? If it don't, maybe we need to quit stressing out about it. Um, let it go. That's point number two. Also, think of the blessings you might be missing out because you won't let it go. You know, you might be missing some great thing God's going to try to work through with you but you refuse to let it go. And if you don't let it go, how are you going to receive blessing from that? We as Christians need to get over what people think and we need to just react out loud that our God is awesome. That's all we need to do. Debbie Vance has taught me that. And she has taught me, I just need to just say it out loud. My kids at home sometimes probably think I have lost my mind, but... I'm like, you know what? It's okay. God loves us. So, <laughs> but yeah, and I'm teaching them. They can start early. That way they'll be bold in their Christian walk, and I want them to be. And, and I want to tell a quick story along with that about Erica. Those that know Erica, bless her. I love that child. Um, this moment really helped solidify this message for me with her. We were driving down the road one day, and she is on a king and country kick. As you know, this is a song by king and country, Burning the Ships. And she's on a kick of we have to just about every time we're in a car have to listen to their CD. 
So we were listening to this CD driving down the road one day, and we were just about home, probably about eight minutes away, and we're singing this song. We had it cranked up. This was back a few months ago, and it's still warm. We had the windows down, and we're listening to this song, Burn the Ships. And we were singing, me and her and Lily are all three in the car singing this song together. And all of a sudden, Lily goes, Erica, what's wrong? And I'm like, what, what, what's happening? You know, I'm trying to drive. And I can't really see her in my rearview mirror. And she won't, and Erica's one that when she gets upset, she kind of shuts down. And you kind of have to pry it out of her. What's wrong? What's wrong? And you can finally get her to say it. And so for the longest time, I thought at first, I almost got mad at her. But I, the Lord helped me. Because I was almost like, what is wrong with her? You know, but... But I was like, no, I'm going to be patient. I'm the mama. And finally, I was like, baby, what is wrong? And she was just boohooing in the back seat. And I'm like, honey, what is wrong? You've got to use your words. Tell me, what, what's on your mind? What's wrong? Is something bothering you? Does something hurt? And she finally, like, choked back her tears. And she's like, no, I just, I just, this song, it just, I'm just so happy. I just can't hold it in anymore. And I'm like, oh, baby girl. I was like, you are feeling the Holy Spirit. I said, you just let them tears flow. I said, if you, I said, if you feel like you got to cry, she goes, I just can't hold it in. This song just makes me so happy. I'm like, let it go. I was like, just let it go. I said, that is the Holy Spirit working on you. I said, he is just ministering to your heart, and he's just filling you up with joy. I said, let it, I said, cry, baby. I said, it's okay, and I'll start crying with her. So, so we just had a Jesus moment in the car coming down Zion Road. But that's what I want, you know, that spoke to me that day that first, this was a message I needed to do, and second, I need to let it go, that I need to let it go more and be more childlike and not be afraid of what anybody else is thinking not worrying about the people sitting around me thinking and just let out those emotions when God blesses us with them. And also learn to let it go of the things that's holding us back. Number three is overcoming the fear. How many times do we let fear stop us? So I'm going to flip over to Deuteronomy 31.8. I'm doing a lot of flipping today. Y'all getting your practice in, finding your Bibles, books of the Bible. Deuteronomy 31.8. It says, The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Overcome that fear. And then I also want to look at Romans 8. And you don't necessarily have to turn, but if you want to. You're more than welcome to Romans 8, verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall ever be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So do not, don't let fear rule our lives. In, our, in the printout I read about burning your ships, Cortez had, the burn, had them burn the ships so that their ability to retreat to previous way was gone. 
they had no other option at this point. Once those ships were gone, they could not turn back. That safety net was removed. In the Songburners ships, it has a line that I love. In that song, it says, rise up from the ashes. We need to be like a phoenix and rise up from the ashes. We've heard that referred in so many life situations, how the phoenix rises up from the ashes. And shake them off and let them go and be fearless. Don't let fear overtake you. Be fearless. Okay? The fear will hold you back from the possibility of missing blessings, just like if you don't let it go. You have to find the root of the struggle and overcome it and don't be, and don't be afraid of it anymore. So you've got to identify, you've got to let go, and then overcome that fear. Don't let it creep back in after you have let it go. Because Satan so many times will try to just, you know, remind you over and over and over again. Don't. Deny him and tell him no. We have, we have to take the power over it and overcome through Christ. You cannot do it alone. I cannot do it alone. We have to do it through the power of Christ. That's the only way. And then the last point for this one for burning your ships is follow your captain's orders. And of course, our captain is our heavenly father. Follow your captain's orders. I want to go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2, starting at verse 21. 1 Peter 2, chapter, verse 21. The downside to this Bible is it's got some small print, and I'm starting to feel my age. It says in 1 Peter 2, 21... To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Christ is reminding us in this passage that the world is not our permanent home. You know, when those sailors set sail from their homes, they considered that their homes when they left. But then when they reached their destination and he burned those ships, where was their home now? That was their home. And, you know, what they thought was their home was no longer their home. And that's what God wants us to remember. This is not our permanent home. This is temporary. Our permanent home is in heaven if we know Christ as our Savior. We seek a new land, and there is so much there in the loon land if we will just trust and follow him. He will someday lead us there, and it will become our eternal home. So we have to remember that. A lot of times we get caught up in busy lives and doing activities with kids. I do that too. I'm just as guilty. And we forget, especially as moms and wives, that this is not our permanent home either, that we're just passing through like the old hymn says. Burning our ship is what Christ wants us to do to leave our old lives and habits behind us, to transform, there's our word for the day, to transform to new people in Christ and follow him as our captain to our new home. 
by burning the ships, our ships, we are saying to ourselves in the world that we are done with the old ways and that we are not looking back anymore. Those sailors, when they burned those ships, they couldn't look back to their old home anymore. They had to look forward. And how many times in our lives do we try to look back to old ways, old habits, old way of thinking? Or Satan tries to bring up those old memories of, you're a failure. You can't do that. You know, that's a lot of times we, we let that stop us and we don't need to. Satan's not our judge. God is. God's the only judge we have in our lives, and he's the only one that we have to stand before someday and answer to for what we have done and what we haven't done and what we could have done and didn't. So, ladies, what is your ship? What do you need to quit looking back to? Is it old relationships? Is it money? Is it old worldly habits? You know, sometimes we slip back into those too. Even without thinking, we can be caught off guard and before we know it, we're not where we want to be. Is it a wayward child? I've been there too. I was a wayward child. I had a wayward child. And with a lot of prayer, they came back home. And it can be done. You've got to put your complete faith in Christ. We can't say, Lord, I give it to you, but then we still got our nail prints dug in it because we refuse to let go of it. We cannot do that. You can't look back anymore. God has so much for our lives that if we will just move forward and trust him, there is no telling what kind of blessing floodgates he will open. So I pray if you're here today that before if you do anything else, if you have any doubt whatsoever, that you first know that you know that you know you are saved and a Christian. That's the first thing I want people to know today. Examine your heart and make sure you have absolutely no doubt. Second, I don't want you to leave today if you have ships you need to burn. This altar, just like Pastor Keith says, is always open. Whether there's people here or not, you can get on this altar and pray. There are ladies in this room and myself, we would be happy to pray for you of anything you need to pray for. I just pray that you ask and you're examining yourself today of what ship do you need to burn? What do you need to let go of? What fear do you need to overtake and give it to God? I would like for Stephanie to play a song that I found that was a blessing to me, and it's a great reminder to us as Christians, especially those that know Christ. The name of the song is Control. How many times have we tried to control things? We get, ladies especially, we like to control things in our life, in our family, in our work, in our relationships. And this song just really spoke to me about control and how we need to learn to let go. So if you'll just listen to the words of this song, and if you need to come pray, please come pray. me to let go, but I thought I knew better, 
afraid of surrender and what I don't know. I've always had a plan, but now I'm so weary, and I can't see clearly. I forgot who I am. So illuminate my eyes, your eyes, my ears, your ears, my tears, your tears. And won't you make my hands, your hands, my feet, your feet, my dreams, your dreams. I give up control. Speak honestly, I've still got some questions, still fighting the tension. I need some relief. No, I'm no superman. This is my confession. Been learning my lesson. Help me understand. So won't you make my eyes, your eyes, my ears, your ears, my tears, your tears. And won't you make my hands, your hands, my feet, your feet, my dreams, your dreams.
I really enjoyed um, Alice's message about burning the ships. Um, that was fantastic. Um, and all great reminders of things we need to let go of, some things we need to hold on to and some things we need to let go of. Um, <clears throat> I just want to make sure that um, while we're here together and assembled together that we never uh, miss a chance to share the gospel um, because our paths might never cross again. So um, if you'd like to know more about how um, God can transform your life, or maybe you've never been on the ship. Um, maybe you um, have never made a decision for Christ. I just want to share, um, and this is um, a version of the gospel that I learned at Camp Caraway with our kids. And I love it because it's so simple. Um, even a child and could accept Jesus um, through um, this, this gospel message. Um, Jesus is God. He came from heaven to earth. He lived a perfect life. And he died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. He rose again and is now in heaven offering us the free gift of eternal life. And you can say yes to Jesus today. Um, so um, if you made a decision for Christ today, um, we would love to connect you with some resources to help you in your walk. Um, so um, if you have any questions, um, just grab one of us um, while we're eating. We would love to talk to you more about um, how you can accept Jesus or if you're not sure, um, if you're saved, we would love to talk to you. So um, I just want to give some um, shout outs today um, to some of our amazing people that made this event possible. First of all, I'd like to thank Alice and um, she did a great job. Let's give Alice a hand. Um, I'd love to, um, let's give the praise team a hand. Thank you so much. That was awesome. And um, my husband would kill me if I didn't give credit to the sound booth. Uh, thank you, Stephanie, so much. And um, just thank you all for being here. Um, Rosie and, and um, Alicia are out there setting up the fellowship hall, and they did a great job decorating. So um, I want to just thank everybody. Thank you so much for coming today. Um, if you'd like to know more about our church, um, we would love to um, give you some more information about Zion Baptist. Um, we're, we love it here, and we're pretty um, proud of our church, and our church is growing by leaps and bounds, and we're just so thankful that God is here among us and is, is working, um, and he's active in our church. Um, so before we, um, before we head out to go um, have our meal, um, I would like for um, Al I'm sorry, it's not Alice, I'm sorry. I would like for um, Ashley to come up and um, pray, pray a blessing over our food. And then we will head out um, and walk down the sidewalk to the fellowship hall. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to start off by just thanking you for my friend Alice, Lord. Lord, we are so proud of her, Lord, and I know she just made you smile today, and I know you are so proud of your child today, because we are so proud. I can't imagine how you are just celebrating her in heaven today. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We ask you just to be with us as we leave today, Lord. Lord, when we don't want to give up our ships, Lord, when we just want to go back to where we want to be, where we're comfortable, Lord, we ask you to just bring Alice's message to our mind. Remind us what you have taught us today, Lord. Lord, just help us to burn those ships and reach for you. Lord, Father God, I just thank you for every lady, every man, every child that's here today, Lord. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for just covering with us with your Holy Spirit today, Lord. 
Lord, we love you. I ask you to bless this meal, Lord. Lord, be with us as we go out in fellowship, Lord. Keep us close, Lord, and let's just have a wonderful time fellowshipping and being with us, with each other, Lord. Lord, Father God, we love you. We thank you, and we praise your name, and we give you the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.